this is the beginning of the podcast. The fancy new intro that Mike has neglected to put together is coming. But we can only blame I am a hardscaper Mike because <laughs> neither Chad nor I have the technology to build the new intro. So without Mike, <laughs> we're basically fucked with this intro that I do where I say this is the beginning of the podcast, in case you didn't realize it was the beginning of the podcast. You know what will be good is I'll just edit the intro into this one, and then you'll the people will see hear the intro, and then you rag on me for not doing the intro. That'll confuse everyone there. You'll make you you will in fact make me look like an idiot. <laughs> I, I can't accomplish that on my own. I need your help, Mike. To help st- me. We still do need to pick the intro music, so that is something that's still on our to-do list. Okay, well then we're behind on that. That's yeah. true. Mike's got a valid point. It's only been we, eight I, months. <laughs> I thought we had some final, like some final sort of, you know, some music that would really get the people going, like really suck them in, get them into the top of our funnel. I thought we already listened to a few. An electric guitar riff, something like that. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Oh. We did, we did. I I have them bookmarked and we just need to go back to it and make sure that we got the right Not Our Finest Hour song. Or maybe we open it up to the people and have them vote on our... Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. They're probably quicker than we are to make a decision. (laughs) So (laughs) The people are quicker than us, for sure. 100%. Yeah. So I don't know if I meant to talk about this last time. And I forgot. Or... I just, we, I thought of this after, but there was a post and I know we shared it and we discussed it where a guru was bitching about how there's too many gurus and that people need to believe him because he's the right guru as opposed to the other gurus. And I felt like if you're in the guru business and it's getting saturated by firefighters and police because they have nothing to do for two weeks of the month and they've decided to become landscape gurus. That's when we know we've reached the point of real guruism in the landscape business. When the firefighters and the police are now the gurus of landscaping. I'm just exaggerating, but I thought, you know, when we've reached the point that gurus are making posts that listen to them because they're the real guru and they're not, these other gurus are fakes. That's a that's a sad place to be as an industry that, you know, now the gurus are going to debate amongst themselves who's actually providing the most guru value and who is mm-hmm. literally actually the most qualified to be a guru. And yeah, of course, the guru, who is, the guru who is bitching about this runs a company with no employees. <laughs> was this me? <laughs> no, it was not you. Trying but to think back. I'm just saying, the guy, the guru that was bitching about this is like one of those guys who's telling you how to run your company with 100 different employees, but has no employees of his own. Like, it's just whatever. I, anyways, I thought it so, was interesting. Are you saying that the gurus divided amongst themselves will implode? Ah. Is a that... guru divided is <laughs> not a guru at all. Uh, I don't like, what's the validation process? Well, there's zero validation process of being a guru. I think that's the... Well, actually, I have developed a now 25 questionnaire 
And so when you go, when we read this, you guys can just put a little X every time you would say yes to one. These are yes or no questions. And you put a little X beside it every time I ask the question. And then I'll do it too, because maybe I'm a guru and I don't know it. Like, that's possible. Do I need a piece so of paper and pen for this? Uh, well, unless you can keep track of it in your head, but I can't. That's beyond my technology. I don't have 25 fingers and toes, so I'm going to need a pen. And a <laughs> well, paper. You, you feel like you feel like you're going to say yes to... So oh, uh, I don't know. You might have me here. Better not use okay. that paper. That's important. It, well, okay. Okay. So are we doing this right now? Yeah. Okay, right Mike, now. take it away. Let us know what you're saying there before I rudely cut you off. What? Let us know what we're getting into here. I, I cut you off asking if I needed a paper and pen. So yeah, let us know what this is. This is the guru test. Okay. You need a you just need you need a way to keep track of whether you said yes to a question, even if it's just a check mark. And then at the end, we'll tally your guys' check marks and we'll decide if you are you have zero yeses, congrats. You're not a guru. If you say no to every all 25 of these questions, you are absolutely not a guru. Excellent. If you answer yes to one to five of these questions. You are a baby guru. If you answer yes to five to ten of these questions, you are a guru in training. If you answer ten to fifteen of these questions as a yes, you are guru status achieved. You are a guru. You might not know it, but you are. If you answer <clears throat> 15 to 20 of these questions with a yes, you are a guru of gurus. It means you're actually training the gurus. And because there's now 25 questions, because I added five, if you are between 20 and 25, you need to get the fuck off the internet. <laughs> like, if you answer <laughs> yes to over 20 of these questions, between you need to, like, shut it down. Because you are not only a guru, you are probably an abusive guru if you answer between 20 <laughs> and 25. Guru. You are... Not a good person if you answer between 20 and 20. Okay. Are you guys ready to take the landscape guru test from Paper yeah. King? Because I'm taking it too. Maybe I need to get off the internet. I don't know. It's distinctly possible that I'm a guru. This is how you can, because I think there's a lot of people out there. So I also think that we always talk about gurus in a negative light. Yes. I think there is potential to be a positive guru. Is, is that, that about mindset? Positive mindset guru? Or is that like No, just you could be a guy who's a or a woman who's a guru and you're not trying to like run a game or whatever. You're just someone who's out there guruing. So I, I think that we always talk about gurus in a negative light, but there's a possibility that there are some gurus out there that actually help people and maybe aren't completely negative. Although we don't focus on those gurus because no one ever focuses on anything good. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of people in the hardscape community when they take this test are going to discover that before they go out talking about gurus, that they just might be a guru, including us. So are you guys ready? Yep. Yeah. Question number one. Do you have a landscape oriented podcast? Oh, yes. no. We're not off on a good foot here. 
No. I've got, I guess, two. Does that do I get Does two he checks? get two check marks? <laughs> Mikey, got is two it possible to fault. score 26 out of 25 on this? I don't know. Maybe. All right. You guys ready for question number two? Yeah. Do you run a self created landscape academy, university, or college? Uh, Some kind. I do not. I run a hotline. Does that you count? A, no. No. I don't, well, I've never heard of this hotline. One nine hundred LS Daddy. Oh, that's right. I saw that. <laughs> ah. Does my software count? Hold on. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. We'll get to you. <laughs> what? Well, you run, you have training videos. I, I do. So, do I get a check on that last one or an X? Well, is, is it, do you refer to those training videos as a, it's an not a college, university, university or, or academy? Or academy. Or okay. Like so, then that doesn't, yeah, it doesn't count because you need to use the word academy, university, or college or some kind of post secondary. You don't use any kind of post secondary. So, I think that you're in the clear on that one, Mike. Okay. Just by it. Just by it. <laughs> I'm glad we talked about it though, because it could have gone the other way. Okay. Do you own? Do you sell your own? So, do you sell your own landscape accounting software, job cost calculator, or overhead tracking system? Check. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I don't, but I think Mike might. Uh, pretty sure he does. <laughs> Pretty confident. Uh, so that question number four, we're on here. Have you written your own landscape business book? Nope. Oh, this is. A, do you have your own discount code? Ooh, ooh, uh, I, I do. do. So do I. <laughs> I have my own. Dis do you have a discount code, Chad? No, I don't. I'm not important heart, enough to have a discount heart, code. Heart tool. That well, you didn't do a great job influencing with heart tools. <laughs> So probably a lot of other companies aren't jumping on no, board. The thing is, I did a phenomenal job not advertising for them because I didn't have much great things to say. Mm. Right? So I did them a yeah. favor. If you have nothing good to say. <laughs> yeah. Was that nothing from at all? Yeah. yeah. It's from some kind of Dr. Zeus or thing. Maybe a Disney. Before they were woke. Now they'd be like, Say it softly in a corner so you don't hurt anyone's feelings. Uh, okay. Question number six. Is your mission to help people by imparting your business wisdom and knowledge to them? We did coaching calls. Yeah. Uh, that might be a separate question. But is that our mission? I, I don't think it's our mission on this podcast, but is it your mission outside of this podcast to impart wisdom and knowledge. Mike, <laughs> it's not mine. I guess I'll it's give not, myself a check on this. I don't have any training courses. So <laughs> <laughs> how many checks do you have so far, Mike? Oh, they're adding up. Okay. <laughs> uh, here's number seven. Do you run a landscape mastermind slash mentor group at a monthly cost to participants? I do not. I don't. 
I do not. Or oh, a mastermind, but it my thing is monthly, but it's not right. a mastermind. Is it a mentor group? No. Okay. Well, what's your thing? Why do you refer to it as a? It's just a membership, and it's part of the software. Uh, okay. And the so training then you've already you, you've already got your check mark. Yeah. For that. So. You, don't, you don't need another one, Mike. <laughs> uh, okay. Number eight. Have you ever hosted your own live event? No. No. Like a Facebook live event, or like no, a real... like a live event, like oh, held a big like event like uh how's that going mike oh it's bad <laughs> i need a <laughs> headphone guru <laughs> how did you break your headphones i stepped on them oh yeah that, that would do it. it yeah so we're talking like running a large event like a like black guy bu- no well maybe yeah that's the style of event that could happen yeah that like kind of that kind of event I- where people show up to basically listen to speakers or you speak and you have a lot of people gathering in one event. That's what I'm, have, do you, do you run your own live? Have you ever hosted your own live event? I have not. No. Chad? No, never, never. Well, I mean, we did a uh, Christmas party for the guys. That was a closed event. Mm. I don't think no, that but we're, we're, we're talking about like no, running I a live. Don't. I think it's more of a live educational yeah. event. Yeah. No. Okay. Question number nine. Do you sell contracts, handbooks, or spreadsheets on the internet? Why would you include spreadsheets in that? <laughs> that went from like purely text written, and then you're like, okay, spreadsheets too. Well, no, I'm just saying there are items that people sell on the internet on their websites. What about have have you, or do you? or do you still? Uh, well, do you you don't sell that anymore? So yeah, that's I'm trying to get of, the verbiage down here so I can give myself says, as many X's as sell, possible. <laughs> so it says, "Do you sell contracts, handbooks, or spreadsheets?" Okay. On the do you currently? If you don't, I think you could say you don't. I think I and maybe need to. Do, do you have your own merch store? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you provide coaching calls? That's a big yes for all of us. Yeah. We did provide coaching calls. You guys sucked me into that one. (laughs) You got sucked in. I knew this was coming down the pipeline. (laughs) I wanted to get I wanted to get you in the top of my funnel by getting you that extra check mark by running the coaching call. Oh, this is a good one. And I feel like all of us probably have to put it. Are you willing to give away your advice? And knowledge for free. Oof. Oh, we're all doing that currently because yeah, we, we don't get paid to do this. Weekly. I don't know. <laughs> weekly, weekly giving away. Uh... Oh, this this is one of my favorite questions because I feel like it's really you know. Do you teach your own surefire marketing system? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, here is. This is this one might get a few people emotional. Does your social media company gross more than your landscaping business? <laughs> my, my, my social media company doesn't exist and gross zero. So. <laughs> Although my landscaping business has lately taken some pretty big wallops in the face, it's still grossing more than zero. <laughs> uh, okay. 
we're on to question 15 here, just so everyone's up to date. Do you have your own webinar series? Well, I do not have that. Thank no. God I never got into webinars. I've had to put a check mark there. <laughs> Number 16, riding in. Do you frequently co- quote Gary V, Tony Robbins, or Dave Ramsey? <laughs> <laughs> I don't quote any of those people. Uh, oh, this is this is one that I know Chad will not put a check mark for. Absolutely not. Do you know your numbers and kelp and can you help others know theirs? <laughs> I have to uh, say I might not have needed this paper. Yeah, I haven't seen Chad look down at his paper at all. I'm I'm still on the first hand. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm not off the I'm close to being off the first hand. Are you a paid influencer on social media? And I mean, like, do you receive money? Like, not someone sent you a hat. I'm yeah. like, do you receive actual cash in the bank? I I am not a paid influencer. Thank God that deal for those blades never came through for us. Ooh. Just say it. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> this is one of my favorite questions. This is question 19. Do you offer very valuable information at a deep discount because of because you're all about helping people at a deep discount at a deep just do you constantly like, i guess this is because what you listen to people constantly talk about giving like a deep discount on the uh. valuable information that they're spewing forth and you instead of paying $500 for this value of information you can only pay $200 for it. Right. It's $500 worth of information. But really it's just a, all of it's made up. Like who's to say it's $500 worth of fucking information? Right. It's just some information you cobbled together and are selling on the internet. So like for you to put an inherent value on it is totally ridiculous. Like if you can sell it for $200, it's fucking worth $200. Mhm. Because if you if you can't sell it for five hundred dollars, you can say it's worth five hundred dollars all you want, but it is not worth five hundred dollars because no one will fucking pay it. So uh, this is this is one that I I may I think I have done this before. Now, question twenty, we're on here. Do you talk about yourself in the third person? <laughs> PK. I feel like I've done that. So. I've called myself landscape daddy once or twice. Oh, Chad with a check mark. You got me there. Okay, number 21. Is your podcast filled with advertising that promotes listeners buying your own self-improvement your own self-created health self oh sorry. Is your podcast filled with advertising that promotes listeners buying your own self-improvement products? Self-improvement or business improvement? Or do you see those as the same? Yeah, same thing. Okay, so business improvement. Yeah, like is every ad that runs on your podcast just trying to sell, drive people listening to the podcast, your own website to buy your stuff? Because if that's what it is, you you might need to put a check mark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is, I like 
This is, uh, you know, the, the questions at the end here were on 22. They started to go a little downhill, I think. <laughs> but um, is your personal is your personal staff videographer following you from site to site? <laughs> I like that. If you have a videographer following you from site to site, you may be a guru. That's far and few between in the industry. Oh, I know. That's why getting up to that status of between 20 and 25, that's a fucking challenging thing. Gotcha. To get all the way up there. Like, I'm not giving away 20 to 25 guru status for free here. You got to be <laughs> super committed to it if you want to pass the Paper King litmus test to get to the top tier of my guru program. Uh, number 23. Do you wear the bling for the people and not yourself? <laughs> Uh, PK, you got the chain is that for yeah. the people who's that oh. for yeah <laughs> I better put a check mark yeah that's, that's i wear this chain for the people i don't wear it for myself i want the people to know what they can achieve if they see this chain <laughs> so you wear the <laughs> um question number 24 we're we're arriving to the end here guys do you preach using GPS systems to increase your root density? <laughs> There's a lot Not of GPS yet. preaching. But you never know what could be in that. <laughs> Let's never take this test again on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, question 25. <laughs> Is your landscape business really just existing to create content for your other ventures? <laughs> I think uh, that might be a thing, you know, maybe. Okay, that's the 25 questions. I got five. So I... I got five, so that means I am a baby guru. I've got four. You are a baby guru. Baby guru. Still in diapers. Yeah. I called it from Still the beginning. Diapers. When you put it into the chat, I think I would be on the verge, and I'm 10. Where does ten. that put me? Guru status achieved. Wow. Because <laughs> guru status achieved is 10 to 15. Gotcha. Mm. So you're, I mean, you're just barely there, Mike. <laughs> but when you release that GPS system, <laughs> you're basically fucked. <laughs> it's uh, good to know that your landscaping business still exists as a landscaping business, though. That's nice to know. <laughs> that your landscaping business doesn't exist purely as a content creation tool for your for your other ventures. I'm not wearing bling for the people yet, so that's a positive. <laughs> you spent it all on the software. So that's the landscape guru. I think there's a few people that would be shocked of where their status lies if they were honest about the test. I don't think I'd be offended, though, if I did uh, rack up enough points to be a guru. Like, 
But this is what I'm saying it's all about... It's for fun, right? Like, it's not a... I hope no one's butthurt about it. I think if you're a guru and you suspect that we're talking about you, you might be butthurt. Oh, yeah? Hopefully you can take an inner look at yourself and have a laugh. I don't know. That's just me. Or maybe they're laughing I... all the way to the bank, right? Oh, that's also the that's because, also true. Yeah, you know, like who are we? <laughs> well, we're no. That's the whole three guys on, on yeah, a podcast, that's... you know. Um, on that's that note, true. um, do you want to continue with this, or can I? No, if you diverge, have actual, if you have actual things no, to no, diverge, no. No, diverge. No, I have nothing important. Um. Oh, I know you guys and I have talked about how I hit my first viral video uh, yes. last week. And I'm sure if anybody has ever had a viral video, they know how much of a pain in the ass it can be, I guess. And um, how awful people can be in the comments. I'm sure. PK, so you probably had a few. Uh, my most viral video is 1.1 million on TikTok. Wow. And um, it's a video of us using the shoot on the back of our truck. Well, actually, it, what's really funny about the most viral video I have is that none of us are in it. And it's just a truck. And one of our customers, is our truck has a shoot on the back. And the shoot is filling the wheelbarrows. And um, people are concerned because Christy didn't have the tailgate locks on the truck. And that's a lot of the commentary. They've always got something to say, eh? Like, yeah, they, they, it's yeah. always something. Like this, our video of um, these two grabos lifting up a piece of pool coping. Um, it's got two point nine million views. Wow! Right now, yeah, that's. I think I guess that's pretty big. And you that's wouldn't believe big. the amount of people complaining about the amount of glue we put on this this coping. There's something much... like eighty nine comments and. I think probably 70 of them are just trashing us. I'll read a couple for you. For those of you who either do this or think this is acceptable, you should consider yourself wrong. Um, because you use gravos. No, because we use glue, not enough glue. Oh. For them, and they're upset. How much glue Keep are them. you supposed to use? What's the measurement? I That's what I said. I... I had asked somebody if they wanted to have a meaningful discourse about how much glue and how you measure the amount of glue. Right. Um, <laughs> someone wants to use liquid nails or mortar, uh, a bunch of French comments, Italian, Spanish <laughs> comments. Somebody thought the grabo sounded like crazy train from Ozzy Osbourne. Is that who sings that? Yeah. Um, did the boss not pay for enough glue? Um, Did you not pay for enough glue, Chad? Well, I I didn't think we skimped all that much on adhesive. I mean, it's not the first time I've ever glued a pool coping. Um, yeah. Some guy says, oh, I got to find that comment. Uh, come on. Did you use leftover glue from the last job? This guy, my jizz would create a tighter seal than that queef of glue. <laughs> <laughs> the people in these comments, my God, like 
my <laughs> everybody <laughs> but i think the thing that they don't understand is every time they comment it it helps the algorithm right like it yes it improves your chances so even if you have the worst comment there is you're still helping to move the thing along right? i agree I, it probably because you have so many comments in other languages that starts to move it along too, because more than English people care about the amount of glue that you use on pool coping. Yeah. yeah. Probably goes to those countries too. Start yeah, to it, spread the reach. Yeah, it went more. all over the place, but I'll tell you, I probably got 1500 followers that are like one post followers. Like they're, they're just nobodies, like not even real. So, I mean, how long had the video been up when it went viral? Did you? No, it, it, was, it, it had probably been just... up for months. I think. I don't know. How it to random the algorithm randomly grabbed the grabble video, yeah. Yeah. sent it viral. I really wish Mike's uh, lizard video would have went viral. If I had one to choose, it would have been that one with the yes. flute. The, yes, and that would have been. Oh, gotcha! But... So, I started thinking about how my account has like almost is down to like almost zero engagement. Like I used to be able to post anything and get a couple hundred likes on it. Like I could have posted a picture of a garbage bag and a couple hundred people would have liked it. And now I'm making legitimate posts and getting like 30 likes, but all of it happened after I posted the lizard music and use the tag WEF. <laughs> I'm not even fucking around. Like, I'm being dead straight. No conspiracy here. I posted that, and all of a sudden, my engagement went to, like, zilch. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, maybe I have been... Because you know, people say that they put you in, like, a 30-day jail for swearing, for... They, they forgot about you in the jail. Well, no, it hasn't been like almost, it's not been 30 days, but they said that they put you in like a, they don't suspend your account, but they suppress it hmm. because I, I have people messaging me going, Hey, you don't post anything anymore. I used to see all your stuff all the time. There's nothing on here. And I'm like, I have posted a video of a loader loading our truck at least once a day for like four days, a week, yeah. two weeks. But hmm. yeah, I think our account is, the account is suppressed and it could be, I read some stuff saying if you swear they will sometimes suppress the account. If you aren't on the Klaus Schwab agenda, apparently they'll suppress the account. Um, hmm. So interesting. But you you posted the you probably didn't use the tag WEF. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think I did. Or did I? I agree with you. The lizard video is probably the one that should go viral. Yeah, I tagged W or uh, hashtag WEF. Yep. Oh. Well. You are the landscape daddy. Well, I was going to put a question in. Do you ref in any way refer to yourself as daddy? Because think, I felt like that that would be a, a definitely be a guru thing. Do you think? Uh, I don't know if a guru would do that. My workers call me daddy, so or father. Father. <laughs> what? These yeah, people are as, as old as I am. Do you find that disturbing at all? No, they call me whatever they want. I'm. Welcome I to employing wondered. people in 2023. <laughs> I'm sure they say worse stuff whenever you're not there. So, I mean, like we, we worked with other crews where their boss would leave and they would not have a good thing to say about their boss. 
or their foreman or something like that. Like they're just straight shit talking them as soon as they go. And I, I, I'd like to think I'm different, but I don't know if I'm much different. You need to put like a camera in the truck. <laughs> One of those like reverse dash cams. Just to watch them as they, yeah, as they drive around. Like, uh, they have those in a lot of the uh, like transport yeah. trucks. The yeah, corporate, so. you know, trucks. Would you put them in the Paper King trucks? No. No. Would you get the ones that face out, like regular dash cam? We have dash cam. Oh, do you? Really? Is that an expensive endeavor? Like, is that? It's not as expensive as getting a GPS system. I'm just joking. <laughs> so do all your trucks have to have, what's this MTO thing? I got another email. E-log. Yeah. Do you, I, we, our trucks, I've talked to like a, sort of like a local trucking guru guy who's legit a guru because he doesn't do anything on the internet about trucking or sell anything. He just knows all the laws. He's super smart about it and so i called him and um because we stay in the 160 kilometer radius oh um, you only need it after that yeah if you travel or if your trucks don't work turn home every night mm. okay like for you when you go and you stay in kingston are you still in the 160 kilometer radius as the crow flies as the crow flies probably we're probably just on the cusp yeah so then oh. you, it's like us with Niagara Falls. If we go to Niagara Falls, then because mm. there's some other stuff too about does the truck return to the same uh, mm. location every night? Because yeah. that, like, if your truck's not returning to the same location, it's probably not staying in the 160 kilometer radius. Yeah. But our trucks return home every night. So we're in so, the clear for now. Uh, yeah. You, well, you travel for work. So maybe you're not. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. Is Ottawa 160 kilometers from you? No, no, we're safe. You're probably, or well, you're safe. Pro- and the only trucks you would have is the bin truck and the tandem. I, well, yeah. technically, the one tons should have e logs too if they're outside the radius because they're commercial vehicles. Hmm. Hmm. We're gonna push our luck just like we always do until uh, they say something. Perfect. Seems, uh... So we have dash cams in all the. I don't know if that because now we have so many fucking trucks. At one time we were putting dash cams in all the trucks, but then we got some trucks, and I don't know if we actually put dash cams. But like I know that the I know Christie's truck has a dash cam and Darian's truck has a dash cam. I don't know if Cody's does. I don't think I don't think Cody's and I's do, but my pickup does. <laughs> really? For some reason. Yeah. Maybe we need to get more dash cams. I don't I've we've thought about putting a GPS system on the trucks, but then it seems kind of invasive. I don't know. And who's stealing our 2000. Like if you're worried about your stuff getting stolen, I guess I, this is just my personal opinion on it. This isn't like, a, I know other people using it for a million different things, like tracking maintenance and stuff like that whole tracking maintenance with it, I think is interesting because we could give Brad who does most of our maintenance access to it and it would alert him when as our mechanic as to when something needed maintenance. I know he tracks all the big trucks already. And so he has a general idea when they need maintenance. Um, But I think that aspect of it's kind of neat that it tracks the kilometers. That was kind of cool. But I also think it's, I don't know if, if I got to put GPS on something because I don't trust the people driving it, then they should be fired. Right. Yeah. It's a, so with our loader, 
insurance asked us or told us that it had to have a GPS unit on it in order for them to insure it because it was over 120 grand or something like that. So hmm. what um, motor is it? The case 321. Nice. So I don't know if that's because it moved faster than like a shovel that costs the same amount of money. I don't know. But uh, I think those loaders get stolen a lot out of parking lots. In the yeah, winter. that would make sense. Yeah. yeah, maybe not my yard, knock on wood, but mm. we're setting up a security system this week, actually. So nice. That's long yeah. overdue. And we're doing a bunch of major renos to I the saw shop. That. Yeah, it's a uh... shop looks good. Yeah, it's coming along. We put up all the drywall today. We are absolutely not drywall guys. We uh, what's your production rate? <laughs> oh, I don't know. We probably well, we got it all done in I want to say three hours. There's probably twenty sheets with all the cutting and all that stuff. But so landscapers hide things with sand. Do drywallers mm. hide things with mud? Because so. by the end of it, I'm just like, oh, it's good enough. We'll mud over it. It'll be good. Well, you won't even notice it. The same thing we we used to do with sand, right? So anyway, I got a hell of a job mudding this washroom. It's the washroom is bigger than my house washroom. So, really? Yeah, yeah. She's so gonna put a Build shower in there at one time. Didn't end up putting a shower. Then we would have to have a hot water tank and. Why? Fuck people. Let them shower cold if they're showering it with. Get them out of there. No, that that's so that the water is well water at the yard and it is freezing cold. Like even in the middle of summer, it is ice cold that water. So not to I mention you'd you probably turn red just with the iron. Kind of soft. We uh maybe I'm the soft one. Maybe they're all tougher. <laughs> what well, <laughs> I don't know. I've always wanted an outdoor shower, so maybe we'll put one outside this year. When's the landscape depot coming? Uh, the landscape daddy supply. The daddy depot? The daddy depot. <laughs> daddy depot. I don't know. I've, I've thought about it for years, right? We got the, we've got good access on a, a fairly popular road, but then you have to have someone there all the time and, you're catering to homeowners, which I don't like. And oh, he turned on my new driveway or something like that. And you know, it's oh, uh, I got some stories about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. But see, we could do bins too for homeowners and this whole whole shebang. Is there money? I don't know. I feel like it takes a lot of. Is there money in bins? No. Well, I'm glad that you think <laughs> questioning my business no, model. No, no. I mean, is there money in bins for homeowners with gravel and like that yes. sort of package thing like yes. there is yes. where you're from but where i'm from uh mm. is there maybe maybe it's phenomenal and nobody does it and other landscapers have asked me for bins and stuff like that but we're just stretched so thin as it is i don't know if we can pull that off well you have to hire of, new people yeah we need an injection of manpower and like so the only guy that I have that can drive the bin truck is Shane, and he's our shovel operator, and me and Scott, but we're Scott's our brick guy, and I'm 
I don't think I make a dollar driving truck. The only other guy we have is 65 years old, and he's never ran a hook lift before. Not that any of us have before we bought this thing, but I've just guaranteed he's the guy who flipped the shovel. So mm. you could just imagine what he'd do. He'd probably lift a bin with the locks on and bend it like I did. Or <sighs> yes, it's a. Uh... Well, I feel like if you were going to get into the bin game, you would probably need to hire a bin truck drivers. Yeah, specific to that task. Like you don't. You don't have any dedicated drivers in your business. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have staff members and that's all they do is drive trucks. Where does one find a good truck driver? Well, I advertise on the How to Hardscape website. They have a new job board and I have an ad on there. So, and uh, we also advertise on Indeed. And then we get a lot, a lot of people from Nairobi that apply. (laughs) it's true they do and (laughs) one guy applied last year and he had listed on experience evading capture from um border patrol or something wow yeah right so he's a fast driver so he can get away from the mto he's a he's a problem solver (laughs) doesn't let it is the border patrol dragged down his deliveries. Like, have you have you checked to see if his license is transferable? Uh, it's impossible to get on our insurance, so it's, <laughs> it's literally impossible. So I don't think evaded border patrol in Nairobi is something that the insurance would be like. Fuck yeah, put that guy on. That your, insurance, awesome. your insurance company is going to call you when this episode airs. Hey, did you hire somebody from Nairobi? <laughs> we were doing a deep dive on your social media and podcast. <laughs> we've noticed you haven't posted for a month. Is that because of us? So, Are you trying thing, to hide though, something from us? If you have, you now have two trucks. Correct. A tandem truck, dump tr- like dedicated dump truck, yeah. and a hook lift truck. Yeah. Don't you think having two trucks justifies having at least one dedicated driver to drive the t- one of those two trucks every day? But what are they going to do when they're not driving truck? Because as far as I know, truck drivers don't like to do anything but drive truck. Yeah, but between so. So when we bought our first dump truck at Ridge Lake, there was this big, like, what's the driver going to do? Well, what that did do was eliminate all the driving tasks that all the other people were doing. Floating equipment, going on mulch runs, doing like, and the truck just ran every day, all day. And we had, we were a commercial company, maybe subtly bigger than yours, but not way bigger. And you start to find all kinds of tasks for that you're doing already, but you're taking someone off site to do it. And then all of a sudden those people are on site all the time because now instead of someone being shit, we forgot to bring diesel this morning, the driver, I'm just using it as an example. There was no jugs of diesel in the truck. Anyways, I, but all those tasks that these people leave site to go do you, the same thing is if you have a dedicated driver with your tandem, there's an argument that every time you buy soil or gravel or whatever, it's 
better to send your own driver and pay for your own truck than get a delivery, even though the tandem might bring a little bit less than a triaxle. Yeah. Because you're that's paying your to, yeah. You're paying your truck, right? Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. Like I never really thought about that. I just thought if we don't need shit delivered, then what's this guy gonna do? What's this girl gonna do? Like they're shine the truck. You can only shine the truck so much. But no, that makes sense. Maybe I should look at finding a drive. They, like, I thought if we had a triaxle, then we could send the triaxle to work for someone else daily, every day, gone yes. out. But I didn't think that we could do that hiring a person to run our tandem because you can't hire a tandem out the same way you can hand, hire a triaxle out. It's just. Well, you have to be anyway. more creative. Yeah. Like, if I had a tandem to hire out, I would be hitting up landscape supply yards in the spring because yeah. the thing about a tandem is a lot a lot of being that we do deliveries for landscape supply yard a lot of the deliveries our triaxles do in the spring are like seven yards yeah eight yards six yards like but they're they're too big for a one-ton one truck ton or whatever truck, yeah. but they're big enough that you need and so where a landscape supply yard likes tandems is because tandems have a lower hourly rate than a triaxle, but most of the deliveries aren't triaxle level. The most of the deliveries are say, say you need to deliver 12 yards of mulch where you can get it in the tandem. Yeah. You don't need to pay a triaxle rate for the delivery. So that like, if I was trying to get it, Oh, trucking guru. If I was trying to, <laughs> this is exactly what I need. Find work for a tandem. That's what yeah. I would be. Doing. Or, I mean, there's probably lots of other local, like we do a lot of local deliveries to local landscape contractors that are um, 12 ton, 10 ton, five ton. Like we do a lot of those kind of deliveries because those contractors have direct access to us and they're not calling dispatch and, you know, the, the landscape yeah. supply yards around here, their dispatches are overwhelmed in the spring. Yeah. Can't boss, like, and if someone wants an exact time, like they contact me or Cody or Christy or Darian or yeah. like Naz or Tony, like they, they can almost say like they'll be there at noon or they'll be there at two. So, I mean, for a tandem, there's probably a, tons of <clears throat> tons of stuff you could do with it because really you have two because the bin yeah. truck could do those deliveries too. Um, yeah, that's true. You just have to find the right market. It's not a, you can't send it to a job site to move fill. No, no, no one's going to hire it, but there is lots of things you can do with it. That, and yeah. we did a job where we needed like 350 loads of gravel. And this isn't a paper king thing. This is like a few years back. This is when Christy worked with me at the other place. And I did. The, so we did the math on it and it was still advantageous to pay our own truck to bring the gravel. We found a pit that was close or a, a pickup location that was close and she could make six trips a day from that location. Hmm. And it was still advantageous because we were paying for our own truck as opposed yeah. to paying for something else. So. Yeah. yeah, and I've always loved that concept of keeping your money in-house. Like if we can do it ourselves, why pay someone else to do it? But, well, if you have the truck. But you will yeah. never do any of those things until you have a driver to drive yeah, the truck. until you have a driver. Like our old retired guy, he can run the tandem just running top. So, so um, I've made a plan that we're going to strip our whole 
property, our acreage of all the topsoil and uh, screen it ourselves and use it on our jobs. Um, so we should have enough topsoil to run all of our jobs for the next few years if they're local. Um, so maybe we're, we can make a buck that way. I'm just trying to find better ways to make money or other ways to make money because this whole um, hourly landscape thing or, or by the job, it doesn't, I need some more oomph in the pocketbook. Well, the next step after getting a driver would be to start that landscape depot because then you can do jobs and purchase the material off yourself. And Mm. yeah, like I I would never, I would never be a brickyard, right? Like I would be a, like a aggregate aggregate guy riverstone all that stuff that you make us the the markup on that stuff for homeowners is ridiculous like you break it down by the bag too (laughs) we can have a kid but take a yard of material and break it down into single bags on a skid and sell it for eight bucks a bag and find out how much you really made off that yard yeah that's insane we have a guy who does that in town and i mean all the power to him it's a great business model for him and he's got a couple triaxles and stuff like that um he's got the only slice of the pie actually just about so um, what you need to do is take fill at your yard and then put it through the screener and sell it back to people's topsoil <laughs> like clean yeah. fill right because then yeah. you're supplying the clean fill is getting you're charging people to dump at your yard yeah you're screening it and then you're selling them back the soil that you charge them for it to yeah. dump. That's the business model right there. That's baby. the business model. We have an excavation guy in town who digs all his lots, brings the stuff back to his yard, screens it and sells the soil. And yes. for years we, we had all our fill. We were just dumping it in the dump, like beautiful topsoil, just dump it in the dump and just push it until it was spread out. So Time to recoup some money on that, I think. How big is the acres of your yard? We have 12 acres. So, but I mean, that is still unmolested topsoil. There's probably eight, eight acres of it. Wow. So, which I think is enough, right? Someone was telling me 14,000 yards could come off that potentially. I have no idea. Me either. But that's the map that they gave me. Like most Which, things, that's outside of my expertise. Yeah. yeah. So, who knows? Then you it, need to have someone at the yard anyway screening soil. Yeah. You could get Same. one of those things in the phones that takes payment, but we won't refer to the name. Yeah. You uh, you get the 65-year-old guy doing that, <laughs> trying to take payment <laughs> on his spot <laughs> in between screening soil. <laughs> He'll be sending people money. Yeah. <laughs> Refund. I don't know how he spent three grand card. today. I accidentally e transferred all my money to stuff, uh, all the money. He he came back to like he's got a company credit card, right? And he came back to the yard one time. I said, Bernie, go get a uh, a shut a three inch shutoff valve. And he came back and this thing weighed, nor to lie, sixty pounds. He spent three hundred and fifty dollars on this shutoff valve like a ball valve <laughs> i'm like bernie that's way too like why didn't you get the 50 dollars one or something he's like oh this is the first one i saw <laughs> like 
I can just imagine when this guy goes to do groceries or something. Like he's his wife must be fucking livid every time he comes home with something because he doesn't look around. He'll, he'll just grab the first thing. So anyway, it's the three hundred and fifty dollar ball valve is still sitting on the floor of the shop because they went and bought a cheaper one and forgot to return the original one and then we lost our seat for the original one. So So now you still own the ball valve. Now we still own the the precious metal ball valve. Like the precious (laughs) it's and this is a weekly occurrence, right? Like if this isn't the first time we've spent more money than we need to doing something. It happens all the time. Speaking of spending more money than you need to, I just want to say that the Chinese excavators arrived at our yard today, picked up yes. their rig, and I'm I'm very impressed with the quality of these excavators. Really, I am. Yeah, I told, both of us, Jerick and I, were looking at them. We both think they're they were a good purchase. I think once you get a hold of these these little motherfuckers, you're going to keep one. You think so? Well, if you were to sell one and make money on it, you're, the one you keep actually becomes less expensive. Yeah, it's true. You're right there. Yeah. Well, that was Drake's idea. So yeah. I don't want to, he said that to me. So I don't want to pretend that I've, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, we're just talking about the truck. He's like, Chad should sell one. And then if he made four grand on it, the other one would only cost him 3,000 bucks. And I was like, oh, that's true. That's really yeah. smart. And then I was like, maybe that's why Chad bought two of them. And I'm like, I don't think that's why he did. Well, should have bought three. I, so I, in a roundabout way, I sort of did. I just thought if I have to get one home, what's the difference between getting one home and getting two home? Like it's either way, I have to take the float or the dump truck and yeah. or whatever there's and put no, them in there. There's no difference between getting one home yeah. and getting two home. Exactly. I, the freight rates that I got for estimates on these things to get them home, one guy wanted to charge me 4100 American dollars to get them from Richie to Cornwall. Forty one hundred American? Yeah. I'll do it for three thousand American. They're already <laughs> in my yard, so I'll give you a deep <laughs> discount. A deep right. discount because <laughs> you love people. I love I love you. You care about people. <laughs> I care about people, and I'm giving a deep discount on getting Chinese excavators to Cornwall. What yeah. now what I should do is <clears throat> if we were to put the Chinese excavators on my 30 ton float that's 35 feet long we could also fill a bunch of other stuff so i should start running that is economy of scale what else do people need to get to cornwall that will fit on that trailer with the excavators <laughs> that way i can give you the deep discount to three thousand american and probably still make up the other thousand american on bringing someone's couch on the float someone's couch that's a big heavy couch i like that one of the excavators is still wrapped in plastic yeah. 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 Like and it's on a skid, like still strapped to a skid. Still strapped to the skid. Like Yeah. Yeah. I uh I'm excited to get them home. It should uh I don't know if I'm gonna keep one. But then some guy online said that uh he kept his and he's happy that he has it. He said it goes everywhere with him, just about. And it's small enough you could put it with the mini on a float and takes both machines out. Yeah. You know, like it's uh if I could only I, learn that control pattern. That's would be a like I would have a mechanic like if I was keeping it, yeah. And it was ours. I well, we have so many we have people that use both, but if yeah. it was for me personally, I would have a because back in the day, 
I, I doubt you guys have ever done this because probably since you guys started, you pushed a switch and it switched controls. You used to have to take all the lines off and reverse yeah. them around all these hydraulic lines yeah. and shit. So maybe you can do that to it. I'm sure you. Yeah, you can. I'm sure you can. It, Is yeah. it something I can do? Absolutely not. But somebody can. Somebody can do it. Somebody can do it. It has like a leather floor on one of them. A leather floor. It's probably not. It's weird. It's like this diamond pattern foot mat. You know how you like people open up their Mercedes and they got those mats that wrap the whole Mercedes and they're all diamond and they're like leather. That's what it looks like on the floor of the where the floor. And one of them has uh, two armrests. The one with the leather has two armrests, and the other one doesn't have armrests. So I think they're. Must have been a slightly different package. Hmm. Like the luxury. I'm going to update the ad. I'm going to say deluxe interior on one of them. Yeah. Get the one with the deluxe interior (laughs) at no extra charge. (laughs) No extra charge. Because I like people. Yeah. (laughs) Did you have anyone reach out to buy one? Actually, a couple guys. One one guy's like, what's your best price? I'm like, fuck, here we go. That's. I don't play that game. But, uh, Especially my... when you basically told everyone you paid seven grand for them. So what? Like that's well, that's, I still yeah. That's commerce. That's well, he I, should have bought something auction. I, yeah, I wouldn't be the first person in life to buy something from China and sell it at a markup. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm not doing anything wrong here. Um, no, it's uh, What's, what was the buyer premium at the auction? Just ten percent. So, ten percent. Yeah. Do you want to go through the paperwork right now? I'll pull it up for you. So this I mean, is for I'm, all I'm our very, listeners. I'm very, I'm very interested in this because I've never bought something from the auction. And this is the first time I bought something. Must have filed it already. But, but... considering I was considering buying a truck for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, ten percent is a lot. No, it <laughs> it, it cuts down after um, I think twelve grand or something like that. It says it before you bid. Um, you got to sign that thing. Yeah, it'll tell you it. It cuts it down by quite a bit, like the buyer's premium or whatever. Um, what do we pay for these things? One we paid eighty two hundred after buyer premium. The other we paid seventy nine seventy five. So, yeah. So we'll see if we can't make a buck. I think those things are definitely. Like they're made I, of thick, thick steel, they're they're good looking little machines. Good. Well, that's it, good too. It makes me like we were standing looking at them. Now I know they have gas motors, which I get is less expensive than a diesel motor. Mm-hmm. But we were standing looking at them, and I was like, if these things were like seven grand, eight grand, how much money are these fuckers making off an E twenty? Yeah, our E twenty, like E twenties, are like forty two thousand dollars now. Wow. Yeah, like E twenties a little bigger, right? It is a bit bigger. So like this is like yeah. a KX 008 or something. Yeah, KX, yeah, KX one seven or whatever. Yeah. No, even smaller than that. Mm. Like they have a micro digger that's twenty five hundred pounds. Yes, and these yeah. are twenty six hundred pounds or whatever. Um, but even those are like. So I saw one online today. I used one fifteen hundred hours. The guy was selling it for twenty two thousand dollars. Like I used one of fifteen hundred hours. 
I mean, maybe he'll never get that. I've never talked to the dealer about what they're worth, but for a disposable excavator, you could almost buy a new one every year for four years yes. if you needed to. And right. flip the other one. Yeah. And flip the other one. Yeah. For a couple of grand. So, like if they were 10 grand and you used it for a year and then flipped it for $6,000. Yeah. Like you could, and then reinvested that $6,000 in the new one. It's really costing you $4,000 to have a brand new machine for a whole year, which, you know, you would hope that being brand new, it's reliable. Well, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Either I'll tell you all about it because we kept one or someone will tell me all about how they bought a piece of shit excavator from me and now they want <laughs> their money back or something. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. But What kind of warranty are you running at the used equipment yard you're developing? <laughs> it's, it's not a used equipment yard. They're brand new. <laughs> well, they've had um, more than one owner. So doesn't that qualify as used? Who's the other owner? Well, someone, you had to buy them. Someone put them in the auction. Yeah, as a brand new unit, though. But someone put it in the auction. Yeah, I suppose. I I guess. I don't know. Well, so it, okay, it's a Chinese government shipped them over here and put them at Richie Brothers. (laughs) I thought they came across on a balloon. (laughs) (laughs) They shot the balloon down and down they came right into the auction yard. Joe Biden shot them down. That's why there wasn't enough excavators at the auction. They were short that's why they were so cheap. There was no duty, no duty on them, no duty on the Chinese excavator. I feel like you don't have to accomplish much with this thing in today's day and age to justify the cost of it. Yeah, that's a because if you were doing a job where it was the only excavator you want, because you don't have a small excavator, right? We got a two and a half ton. Okay, so that's still a fair size excavator if yeah. you're talking limited space access. Yeah, like, like Mike, we're, Mike and I both work at limited space access yeah. a lot. You don't do it as much because you're from Cornwall, where yeah. everyone leads a luxurious lifestyle on their acreage. Um, <laughs> we didn't have gates so, that are a little wider. Okay, luxury, luxury in Cornwall. Luxury in Cornwall. Yeah, get the gates are so for. Mike or myself, if you had that excavator on a job and you fit, fit through the gate and you could dig and you saved four days of hand digging with three guys, you probably paid for the better part of the excavator yeah. on that one job. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I don't think you have to do that many jobs to pay for it. No, you're right. Remember, do you guys remember Brock who we had on yep. our coaching call? I think it was mm-hmm. Brock who said, he was interested in one of these things. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And then I told him the price. He's like, yeah, I'll look into it, all this stuff. But I think I also said maybe it wasn't a good idea for a commercial contractor because I didn't know how much of a beating these things could take. So I might have scared him away from from buying one. But... um well, he said he does a lot of work on slopes going down yeah. to a waterfront. Yeah, yeah, but he also says he owns no equipment, right? Oh, yeah. So, um, as an entry level piece, maybe this is great, but I mean, I also didn't want to sell him something that I knew wasn't going to be sufficient for him, right? It's a little different. I think I think that someone who works in like 
a big like a city that's yeah. constantly and that would be a great machine for them ottawa ottawa yeah. i'll deliver to ottawa well if they were so. in toronto basically i'm because yeah. i don't think about any cities other than toronto so if they were in toronto like <laughs> that's where you would want to use these excavators in toronto like because other cities don't really exist in my mind <laughs> nor do air nor do airports other than pearson <laughs> or like i'll tell you the last airport that we flew into it took us two hours to get our luggage off the plane so i might not consider montreal anymore either but here's uh, a here's an interesting topic and i'm interested to hear your guys take because i feel like i could take a bit of a beating for it and there's going to be some people in a camp where they're like yeah that guy is fucking one way and then there's going to be people in another camp that are like oh that's guys like it's i think it's going to be a divided topic 